Welcome to the Cryptocurrency Teens podcast, a podcast aimed to educate teens on cryptocurrency and financial literacy. Each episode features thought leaders in the crypto and blockchain industry or inspiring entrepreneurs from the business world who share their career journeys and words of wisdom for teenagers. I'm Abigail Lee, the host of this podcast series, the founder of CryptocurrencyTeens.com and a junior in high school from New York City. For this episode, I'm excited to interview Drew Hingarani, CEO at AI Blockchain. Hi, Drew. Welcome to the Cryptocurrency Teens podcast. Hi, how are you? Great to see you. Good to see you, too. Could you start by introducing yourself and your roles and positions? Sure. I'm Drew Ingarani, CEO of AI Blockchain. We're an enterprise software technology startup based in New Jersey. We started in 2014 and we build products on the cloud for certain clients in supply chain, real estate, financial services, and healthcare. Can you tell us a little bit more about your company and your role there? Sure. We started seven years ago and we are a blockchain technology startup with a private blockchain solution, not based on Ethereum. I am the co-founder working with my CTO and a number of about a dozen technology professionals, developers, DBAs, programmers, enterprise architects, cloud specialists. What we do is we go to clients to solve technology problems with our solutions and we build enterprise software products on the cloud for certain companies to use, such as e-commerce companies that want to replace software products such as Zendesk or companies that want to build their supply chain to be more innovative using technology, the latest and greatest stuff, basically mostly in AI or blockchain. What was your career journey like to get into the crypto or blockchain industry? And why did you decide to get into this industry in the first place? Oh, my background is a technical recruiter mostly for over 20 years in Manhattan, so mostly Wall Street clients, and I wanted to bring the blockchain technology mostly on databases such as Oracle, SQL Server, Sybase. So I started looking for a co-founder, CTO, and during my search in 2014, I came across about 400 people on LinkedIn that had the word Bitcoin in their profiles, so I started calling and interviewing many of them until I found my co-founder, Stephen Reed. We partnered together in 2014 of October. I've met uh, certain co-founders of other cryptos, such as Vitalik Budrin and Charlie Lee and Hung Fei Da and, uh, and other founders as well. And so we never really launched a cryptocurrency or a token on an exchange. We never did an ICO. We never uh, did anything in that space. We just stayed kind of private and focused on enterprise software products on the cloud. So after raising a couple million dollars in our seed round with friends and family, we hired a number of programmers and we now have about half a dozen clients seven years later. So what initially sparked your interest in crypto? I think it was more just digital currency and Bitcoin. It kind of looked at the uh, the Bitcoin and blockchain world as sort of like uh, when the Ford Motor Company created the first car on the assembly line. I kind of looked at the blockchain as a digital ledger assembly line to create different types of products that not necessarily were cryptocurrencies. I wanted to be an innovator, I guess, in the space. So mostly focused on integrating cloud technologies with blockchain and, and using AI in, uh, in other areas that other companies aren't specifically focused on. How did you transition from working as a corporate recruiter, as you said, to working in um, cryptocurrency and blockchain? Meeting the greatest angel investor 
in the world. Uh, so I was really fortunate to meet uh, an ex-investment banker who is a legend in the industry. And uh, we became friends in Manhattan, went to um, bars and, and uh, met a lot of wonderful people after hours that were in the space and uh, after conferences and, and getting to know other investors in the space uh, it really grew from there. But really the, the powerful kicker from transitioning was getting out of recruiting to get a, our first investor that really catapulted us to get raise over a million and, and really build a business as opposed to being a recruiter working for other technology companies. And actually what's really rewarding now is finding staff that can work for me as opposed to other companies, because I sort of have a background of knowing what people like to do and what they don't like to do. So I think the great thing is that our employees, a lot of them really haven't left per se, like they're still actively involved, even if they work at another company and they were with us for a short amount of time, they're still either advisors or play really great roles. Uh, an example would be uh, our ex-CFO is now over at voice.com, which is EOS's NFT platform. And uh, we both live in Brooklyn, so it's really great uh, collaborating with him and, and other people across the industry, such as uh, our ex-COO is the CEO of B2C2 across the river in Jersey City. So see him for lunch often. And there's a lot of synergies going on with other people that have gone in and out of Coinbase and, and other companies that we still are in touch with. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so you're the CEO of AI Blockchain. Could you tell us a little bit about more about like what it's like being a CEO and what your like duties are? Oh, sure. You wear a lot of hats um, because we're a technology startup. Um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like being the CEO of Microsoft or Google or anything like that. Um, you can't just pick up the phone and people call you back immediately. So, um, so there's a little bit of a difference there. And also uh, wearing different hats, you have to be involved with patent attorneys, uh, investors, clients, business development, salespeople, uh, building the team, recruiting. Um, there's so much involved. And what's really great is that the fact that you get to learn it all, I think makes it more rewarding at the end of the day because you're able to help a lot of people that may need advice or, or get to the next level in their career. And it makes it easier having a background to be able to do different things. So that's what it's kind of like day to day. Target audience are teens around the world who are interested in crypto or blockchain. So what advice would you give them about entering this industry in the future as a career? Maybe like an internship with uh, a cryptocurrency company or an exchange might be a good start. Um, I, I haven't really looked for jobs out there in a while, but I see that there's a lot of open positions um, in different companies in the crypto space from ranging from Connecticut to Florida to California. So uh, I'm mostly focused just on the U.S. because of COVID restrictions and flying. So I haven't really flown in three years, but um, outside the U.S., but out before COVID, I flew to almost 15 countries for blockchain from Australia to Malta to Canada to Bermuda. Um, so it was a lot of fun doing that. But um, Zoom and emails make it a lot cheaper and easier and more time efficient. For companies like your own, what sort of qualities are you looking for in a potential candidate or job applicant? Maybe somebody that has actually understood the difference between Bitcoin and blockchain. Um, I know that's a huge factor for me because going to different conferences around the world, I felt that was 
something that needed to be explained quite often, um, which is rather worrying some if they're coming to conferences, I would hope they do research before they get there. But, but, um, but then there's a lot of people that are really fantastic, great, very well skilled and experienced. And, um, and if we could get more of those people involved, I think they'd like to see what we're doing in the, in the supply chain world with agriculture companies and what we're doing in healthcare with hospitals right now with um, solutions that we're providing where, because we're a startup, we only get a chance to work with a few companies because of um, the staff that we have. But if we could grow that, we would definitely have the products to become more scalable. It would be interesting to get more people involved in either the business development side or investor relations or even development technology. What advice do you have for teens regarding the crypto or blockchain industries in terms of learning and getting more comfortable with the um, getting more comfortable with crypto and the knowledge of it. I've actually found a lot of great videos on YouTube to learn from, even for myself. So I think that's really a good start for me, Vimeo and, and other sources like that. And then the conferences that are coming up like next week in New York and um, being able to Zoom those conferences and Zooming conferences all over right now, I think would be really beneficial. So you don't really have to leave your house to get to see what's going on at a conference right now. And that's really amazing that we have an opportunity to learn from home the way we do today. How did you yourself get to where you are in terms of how much you know about blockchain and like your mastery of like the topic knowledge? Uh, Cold calls. There's a lot of cold calling to to get clients uh, first with recruiting to actually staff people in other companies, getting their resumes, talking to them, learning what they do. Uh, it takes a long time, I think, to learn what everybody does in a company. But if you could start getting a grasp on what each person is supposed to do in a company, then when you get to that company you work for, you know how to interact with them. And I think if you're somebody that can email five or six people internally and manage that and get ideas out there, that would be a really good start to get your name and career going the right way. Getting the attention of C-level people to listen to you, I think would be really great and not being afraid to approach them. Um, never really worrying about what they say. If, if you're afraid to look dumb, don't worry about it. Just do it anyway. Ask as many questions as you can and learn as much as you can, especially now. Yeah. Um, For the high school juniors and seniors who are deciding which colleges to apply to, do you recommend any colleges to study crypto or blockchain at? And if you don't, like, why do you do you think a formal education in crypto or blockchain is necessary? That's a good question, just because I think there's a lot of um, things going on with colleges right now, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, where do you go? I've seen students like Indiana, eight students filed a lawsuit against the schools. They want to get vaccinated. So Um, So I'm not sure, like, the first question is, you know, am I vaccinated or not vaccinated? Where do I go? Am I going to get vaccinated if I do? What school do I attend? And, you know, I've seen all across the range from Florida to Montana, um, different laws and and regulations on attending schools. So um, I've seen a lot of uh, stuff out of uh, the East Coast and West Coast schools in terms of, like, blockchain curriculums, but I haven't seen a lot that I think are worth attending and paying for. I think you're better off going to conferences 
and getting on YouTube and learning, um, even on coin market cap, just going through every crypto and understanding, reading white papers, because you're probably going to get a better sense of the industry if you read a lot of white papers and talk to a lot of people versus trying to figure out, am I going to go learn this at an institution when they're trying to figure out who they're going to accept or not accept? Um, you know, maybe it's better to you know, do your own research for the next couple of years and get into the industry where you could say that you want to get an internship. But if you have to go to college and you're looking to do that and that's the best route, then I haven't seen a lot of programs that have really jumped out at me. I think the only one I've heard on the radio, I think was at NJIT. Um, but, but again, that's probably because I'm based in New York. So maybe there's radio programs going on all over the country for local schools that have it. That's a great question. I think that uh, that's that's one of the one of the best questions you know you've asked me so far. So I think, and that's a really good one too because it's important because we want to train that next group of people into the workforce. So um, so yeah, I think that there's so many white papers out there right now that are so great to learn from that you won't get in a college curriculum for blockchain. Perhaps that maybe that's a good route, and also GitHub. I mean, if you're a programmer looking at other GitHub accounts and seeing what people have developed and coded is a great way. And also hackathons is a fantastic way to learn how to program. Um, I've even met, like we have one person we hired who went from high school to a bunch of hackathons and never went to college and we hired him and he's one of our best programmers. Right, do you think there are any degrees that you would recommend high schoolers to, to, um, to pursue that would help them in the blockchain industry, for example, programming I, or economics? Yeah, I definitely think computer science. Um, do you have any additional advice for teens regarding the crypto or blockchain industries? Any safety advice or really any words of wisdom that you would like to share? Um, I think cover everything. Look at the regulations, read you know what the regulators are putting out, like what is Brian from Coinbase tweeting about recently with the SEC, trying to understand what the problems that companies are facing so they can be the next set of people to solve these problems would be really great to look at. You're trying to understand some of the faults of the other cryptocurrency blockchains for scalability issues, uh, trying to understand what companies haven't even really been that innovative. Uh, is it McDonald's that needs more technology innovation? Is it Starbucks? Is it is it some other company like Nike? Or, or is it just simply that we wanna get all the airline companies onto the blockchain in some way for loyalty reward programs? You know, there, there's so many ways to use tokenization um, whether it's real estate and then what appeals to you as a person, like what's your passion? You know, if you take your passion and you apply that to where you use this technology, you could really have a great career because you want to do what you love, right? So that would be important. So your company deals with NFTs. Could you tell us a little bit more about what you think the future of NFTs will look like, especially for my generation when they're entering the workforce? Yeah, I think everything is going to have to be tied to IPFS, interplanetary file system. So if we're going to upload a file and we want to make that an NFT, then everybody needs to really have an IPFS account and be able to upload their own content onto that and not go out there and pay a third party company to do it for you when it's free. So don't be fooled and charged by companies that are trying to, you know, take your content and you want to make an NFT out of it and sell it. And then someone charges you to do that. 
be very careful because you don't really need to pay these Ethereum high gas prices to launch an NFT. There's going to be a Cardano NFT network. There's already an EOS voice.com NFT platform. So there's other ways to use blockchain to sell your NFTs where you're making great money and not having to spend a lot of money to do it. Right. For us, um, we built an NFT platform in 2018. Um, what we, we've obviously read the Ethereum white paper when it first came out. So what we wanted to do was really take some of the concepts, but apply our technology to those use cases. So what we can do is we can basically, we have a product where we could launch content such as MP3 songs or MP4 videos, stream them and then sell them for tokens. So we're in the process of working with four different NFT partners to actually launch a platform. But we're also talking to other platform companies such as Voice.com that I mentioned to see how we can collaborate with them also using our technology. Um, we're not officially live yet. Right. With, right. with the NFTs, but with other products we are. Right. Okay. If you had to um, basically describe an NFT to a new high schooler who doesn't really understand much about crypto or blockchain, how would you summarize it? <clears throat> I'd say like if they had a piece of artwork, let's say it's a, a picture, a JPEG file, that they can take that JPEG file and now sell it to the world publicly on what's called the digital ledger, the blockchain technology, and they can obtain cryptocurrency, basically currency, in exchange for that piece of artwork. And they don't have to go to a store to sell it. They don't have to be anywhere physical to sell it, and they can sell it online. So if they can understand that that becomes a non-fungible token, an NFT, and it can be sold as a piece of artwork digitally to a large audience for cryptocurrency, that would probably be the best way I would describe it, if that makes sense. Drew, on behalf of Cryptocurrency Teens and our listeners, I would like to thank you for sharing your advice, experiences, and suggestions. Um, thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thank you so much. Anyone needs my help, I'm always here. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Cryptocurrency Teens podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and visit the CryptocurrencyTeens.com website to find extra resources and info. See you soon. Disclaimer, the views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Cryptocurrency Teens and its staff. Second disclaimer is that this is not financial advice. The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as financial advice. In general, the advice offered by our guests should be general advice about the cryptocurrency industry or the blockchain industry and not specific investment advice. 